All right, welcome into the Dartmeet Podcast. Uh, another episode here, recording on Thursday night, watching a little Thursday night football. Joined here by uh, three other three others here tonight. Uh, yeah, live Luke, Mad Max, and Rhino. Uh, what's going on, live land Luke? Nothing much. Just watching football, uh, hoping that the Panthers can cover here against Davis Mills, which we just discussed is a complete sentence. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mad Max, how's it going? Echination, how are we doing? Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Rhino? Uh, pretty good. Had a nice weekend of uh, college football action and NFL action. Uh, I've been quiet this week, but looking to get back on the horse for this weekend. Absolutely, I hear that. I hear that. We'll get into that for sure. Uh, <laughs> first, uh, Luke. And I, our fantasy league finally finished up, or not finally, it finished up this last weekend, a Sunday. Um, Want to fill me on the results there, Liveline, and how we did? Well, uh, I just had to fill out a W-9, which is not always, it's not a bad sign, obviously, but they force you to, to fill it out. Um, we cashed $1,550 on a $150 entry for our league. We finished 12th out of roughly 3,000, um, which is all, again, really good news. But the only the only kind of disappointing part, I would say, is that as little as <clears throat> under 10 days ago, we were in first place, which is a $75,000 prize. So um, we dropped nine spots in the last week. And the movement, other than that, was... Three spots, one spot, one spot, two spots, zero spots, one spot, two spot, three spots, and we dropped nine. So it was uh, – the boys did not come to play for the last week of the season. Let's just put it that way. We had some collapses uh, and some dumb managing and some injury bad luck and some weather delays and just whatever. But still really good, obviously. Um, I don't know. Do you have anything? No, like like you said, it, it collapsed. And you sort of narrated our demise – on the last pod recorded Friday, um, that, you know, it was collapsed. Um, I was with Miley and Gibson, especially is what we said on that Friday recording. And then going into the weekend, we had some guys going. Scherzer was really the only guy that performed very well for us. I guess Alcantara was okay. Alcantara, yeah. is okay. Um, I believe Hauser also went. Gibby, Gibby wasn't terrible. Right, but it's like you needed a lot more than that. And also, like, even though we said the pitching kind of collapsed, like, our bats our bats were quiet. And maybe not so much quiet, but no pop in them. Like, absolutely no no dingers being hit. Dude, our second-best player was Jared Kellenic. Yeah, that's then that can't happen. And he's like, terrible. Mm. No, it can't. So, yeah, that was... I mean, it was, actually, it was I have it. I have it right here. Um, sorry to interrupt. Ty. I have it right here. I just want to be. I just want to check. Um, so we averaged throughout the season. We averaged throughout the season six hundred and fifty nine points a week, and in the last week we had uh, five hundred and sixteen points, which ultimately, obviously, did not help us. 
Um, mm. It was probably one of our lowest weeks, other than maybe like at the start of this competition, and that didn't really even factor into when we made uh, the next cuts. So like our team was really, really, really hot throughout the entire championship round, uh, third round, and then the last week just totally collapsed. Like I said, I mean, Jared Kellenick cannot be your second best hitter. He, uh, yeah, he hit he's not he's not very good. <laughs> he he hit three thirty. He hit three thirty with three home runs. That was our best hit or our second best hitter. Right, right. That's not great. It, it can't um, but you know, I mean, it's, it's and weird. also to put to put it in perspective too, like. We had Ozzy Albies on our bench that last week. He had negative five points, um, and I'm going to bring up some stats on him later on. We had Pete Alonzo on our bench that didn't because it's a it's a best ball, so the best players get thrown into the lineup. Um, so like having those two guys just not, especially like Ozzy Albies, he didn't do anything. He had minus five points. That's mm-hmm. Terrible. So our second baseman was filled with Marcus Semyon, who's also been on fire the entire year. He only had 13 points. So it was just like the worst of the worst. Freddie Freeman had 13 points last week. That's terrible. <laughs> he had one RBI all week. Like, I don't know. It was just kind of whatever. Like I said, you can't be upset, but um, just kind of a collapse. So, yeah. Yeah, I know. And then speaking of like collapses, if we can get into some of the collapses that are happening in, in uh, the NLB, I would say the NL wild card, especially, is where you see most of the collapses being found. It's the Reds. Reds are free falling. Uh, the Padres are free falling. Who else? The Phillies are kind of like. Are you, would you call it free falling or would just like play? No, they're, they're playing like. The Braves and the Phillies are just doing the same thing. So, like, the Phillies in their last 10 are 6-4. and four, The Braves are 5-5. Five and five. They've just kind of played 500 baseball the last couple of weeks, and Braves have held a three-game lead. It hasn't really moved too much. It seems like whenever the Braves win, the Phillies win, and same thing. They just kind of go back and forth, and we'll see what happens tonight. The Braves lost. Um, the Phillies are playing right now. Uh the Reds are three and seven in their last ten. Not good. Padres are three and seven in their last ten. The Brewers are three and seven in their last ten. The Mets are two and eight in their last ten. Yeah, right. And then taking advantage of all this, um, I mean, well, they're winning games themselves. The Cardinals they just won twelve in a row because they beat the, the the Brewers Thursday. So I mean, they're hot and all, and now being helped out by the 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 Reds and the Padres, you're just, they just like catapult into second place wild card. And now they're five games up or four games up on that uh, second wild card. So, you know, it, yeah, five. it looks to be, I don't know, I'm not going to say it's locked up, but it's going to be tough now for the Reds. I don't know if they have any remaining games with the Cardinals or not. I haven't looked at the schedules, which I probably should have, but, you know, it's going to be tough to overtake the Cardinals again, I think. Well, I'll just say the Brewers are not at risk of losing the division. The thing I would say that I want the Cardinals to get as hot as humanly possible. Like, I want them to be absolutely scorching as they head into the playoffs because they're not. They're going to be in the wild card game if they get in. Either 
I'm hoping the, the Giants can hold on. And if the Dodgers are in the wild card game and the Giants can somehow <laughs> beat them in the wild card game, then it's literally anybody's the NL is wide open. Mm-hmm. That would be best case scenario. If the Dodgers somehow win the division, I just kind of feel like everyone's in trouble. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And so I'm, I'm perfectly good with the Cardinals being absolutely scorching heading into the wild card game. Yep. Let them do some dirty work. Because if they can take out the Dodgers in a one game thing, that would be amazing. Yes. Cards, Dodgers, wild cards. Son, you know. Oh my God, McCaffrey's leaving the field. Yeah, McCaffrey's oh, done. Oh yeah, yes. It's not good for uh, McCaffrey prop over their live line. I'm sorry about that. That's mm. tough. Hey, it is what it is. I'm, I don't uh, regret the line that I took. I just feel bad for uh, fantasy owners that took McCaffrey. Yeah. No, for sure. And now, I don't know. I mean, I'm on the Panthers, too. And, like, hey, half your nation, when you're listening to this, it's going to be over and done with. But, like, I don't know, a little live a little live um, analysis for me is, like, I'm kind of worried now. I was worried at the start when my Panthers minus eight, but now that McCaffrey's off the field, uh, where where do they go to for plays? I mean, they still have some deep threats and stuff like that, but a little, a little nervous. But, yes, so we, we hit on the NL side of things, kind of. Uh, you know, Luke mentioned the Dodgers potentially being a wild card. Now that division still is separated by a half game there, so that's also very interesting. Um, like two of the best records in baseball going at it for the division. Um, in the AL, the White Sox actually just clinched their division today, and then um, there's the wild cards much tighter um, in the AL as well. So we had that going on. The Mariners actually just got the Athletics too, so they're still alive and well. Um, any any thoughts on the the AL side of things, wild card wise? Anything interesting jump out at you? Uh, not really. Um, so who has the second wild card spot right now? Is it second wild card spot is the Yankees? They're up a half game on the Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I pray to God that the Blue Jays get in. I mean, they're a fun team. I guess you could say. Uh, Robbie Ray has also turned it on this year. I mean, he's been doing it the whole damn year. He's been doing the damn thing. Um, Manoa seems to be okay. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I don't like the Red Sox, so I want them to to lose. But right now they're two games up in the first wild. And, dude, hey, maybe the Mariners snapped that, what is it, 17-year playoff drought. I think it's the longest in ba- that's the longest in baseball hit. The longest continuing streak in baseball right now is the Mariners at 17 straight years, I think. Back I think to- it's the longest streak in sports. It could Hacker- be in sports, too. And I don't even know if it's 17. Hacker Nation will have to fact check us. Yeah, I, I'm not 100% sure, but um, I like them going forward. I mean, I don't know if they'll get in this year, but they got some good things going on there. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to get over to the hump this year. But no. play the Angels, and the Angels suck. So. The Angels do suck, yeah. And they're going to suck every year, so. <laughs> yeah. Seems that way, doesn't it? Even with the Mike Trout. But Mike Trout's injured this year, too. But And also... I, 19. 
It's 19 years? Okay. It's 19 years. That is yikes, dude. They've only been 44 seasons. They're 44 seasons old. I mean, that's the the longest uh, active streak aside from that is the Phillies at nine. Yeah, that's bad stuff. That's That's also crazy to think about the Phillies not being in the playoffs for nine years. Wow. And there will not be a wild card team coming out of the East either. So they pretty much have to win the division or they're not getting in. Right. No, yeah, that's true. But they, yeah, they're still losing right now to the Pirates. They're down 6 nothing, 6 5 right now. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, anything else, Ty? We're kind of uh, creeping up on a potential boots on the ground matchup at AmFam if things can hold on which would be awesome to have the Braves and the Brewers match up like we talked last week. Yeah, I know. We've been talking about that. I'd really love to go to that. Uh, just got to take gotta take care of business, uh, finish it. Brewers match number is still at three, I believe. Um, blue one Thursday to the Cardinals. They're up five rip. Um, the only thing that I could say about that, that my Cardinals bet cashed. So that's the only positive I can take away from that. that, that yeah, I had Cardinals too, I guess. That was nice. By Braves and the Braves are up four one in the seventh and they gave it away. Yeah. So yeah, that's it's basically our baseball shit. Um then we can get into the recapping of some college football action. I do I just do want to touch on some things that I looked up real quick. Yeah. Like I was saying. I just wanted to I wanted to uh pump some stats that I think last last time I talked, we were talking about like the Brewers' biggest weakness, and we were talking about hitting. But I would say that since the All Star break, I looked up stats today, and since the All Star break, the Brewers have actually been a, a really, I wouldn't say really good, but they've been a substantially better hitting team, even though their overall numbers don't indicate that. Like they've been sitting around like top ten in average on base slugging. They've been uh, pretty solid hitting team um actually a little bit better than the braves as a as a hitting team so that's kind of something to to mention um and then from the Braves standpoint like actually some of the numbers they've been putting up this year it's been pretty incredible uh the one that i was going to bring up is ozzy albies is uh the youngest second baseman in history to hit 30 home runs and have 100 rbis in a season and the first uh braves player to do it since 18 18- something 1890s or something like that mm-hmm. so having a great season and then duvall leads the nl and rbis with 109 and 37 home runs riley has 32 home runs and 97 rbis freeman has 31 swanson has 26 they have a chance to have their entire infield be over 30 bombs which would be insane yeah. obviously mm-hmm. And then Jorge Soler and Rosario have been absolute studs since they joined the team. So just, I don't know, some pretty crazy statistics. But like I said, the Brewers have been really good offensively since the All-Star break. So um, could be, I think it's a thing where like the, the Brewers hitting has gotten better. I think they're, I'm not going to say their pitching is like, their pitching's awesome. But I guess I'm not surprised by like some regression. You can't be all... Yeah. Sitting around two. <laughs> yeah, right. No. no so, I don't know. I just, like, that. that Aussie that Aussie stat was 
pretty crazy to me. The youngest ever in Major League history. Yeah, exactly. So it's like pretty crazy. You said second baseman, right? He's the youngest second baseman ever to hit 30 and 100. And right. the and that's- first since first since 18 something to do right. it at second for the Braves. Yeah, and that's and that's impressive and all in a great season and everything, but then it, the one thing you could say about that is it's second base. You haven't really had traditional boppers at second base position, but no, still nonetheless very impressive out of the Aussie fucking thirty tanks in a year. Uh second base position. Uh very impressive. Also, uh you mentioned Duval and I just wanted to get into the kind of funny thing that happened Wednesday night was he literally hit a home run, got called out, he ran past was it right Austin Riley in the base because he thought the guy robbed the home run, so he's a two RBI single, and then he hits one off the wall, gets thrown at second, so he has two singles totaling like seven hundred feet, and he was out on both of them. Yeah. It was <laughs> unbelievable. It was literally unbelievable. And the broadcast was saying, "I wonder if Riley was going back to tag or something." I'm like, oh, "No, I don't know." That was just <laughs> weird play because he was like sprinting back to the bag and then Duvall just went back to the dugout after the play like didn't even run the bases and so he just gets credited with a single and then next at bat hits one off the wall and gets thrown out at second on a bang bang play like that's insane it's like he, I don't know yeah well Mad Max also had some baseball shit he wanted to get into so I'm going to throw it over to him let him go off yeah, yeah, I have a gripe. This is my first year playing fantasy baseball, and I just cannot believe the lack of integrity with which these managers in the MLB operate. There are countless instances in which the injury reporting is just so off. I have no idea what's going on with my team. No, no idea. Yeah, it's insane. I mean, what... There's so many examples. Like, I can bring up one hand-picked example. was, like, Pineda got scratched from the start. The injury report was, like, not health-related. not health related. Then the next day, actually, it's health-related, and he's, like, on the IL, 10-day IL. And then also, then it's the 10-day IL, and nobody has ever come off the 10-day IL in 10 fucking days. It's impossible. <laughs> the 10-day IL is, like, it, it's not a thing. Why do they have the 10-day? I know it's, like, to get people up into your system or whatever, but... I mean, it's absolutely brutal. I don't really have any more really great examples uh, of specific players, but it just seems like every time you have a pitcher or whatever, oh, he's, like, throwing bullpens. Then he throws another bullpen. Then he's like, oh, suffered a setback. Like, this injury reporting bullshit, it's it's all a scam. And I will, I'm not, I don't trust him at all. Yeah, I got an example. (laughs) <laughs> I was going to say, otherwise, I know Rhino has a good one, too. I didn't know if Rhino has that one um, saved that he shared with us. But what do you what do you got, Max? I got I got a I got a three pack highlighted. I got Anthony Rendon. He was day to day with a hamstring injury. Next thing you know, season ending hip in, hip surgery. <laughs> Just gone. <laughs> <laughs> it, went from, it went from hammy to hip in like four days time. Season ended. Then we got Alex Cobb. He was day-to-day with a blister. Day-to-day, right? So, you know, gets a report out on, like, a Monday. Thursday rolls around. It's like, all right, he's on the 10-day IL with a wrist injury. 
Seven weeks later, he finally makes his next start. Seven weeks. He was day-to-day with a blister, and then he was just dead. Dexter Fowler, another situation. He went into second base awkwardly. He gets carted off the field. Post-game, Madden says, I don't think you'll need to go on the aisle. <laughs> knee contusion. They call it a knee contusion. Three days later, boom, torn ACL. Yeah. <laughs> he got carted off. Yeah, I think he'll be all right. What the fuck are we talking about? I don't know. It's a damn thing. Stupid I shit. don't know. Also, I don't understand the whole, like, the guy goes on the IL. And then two weeks later, the report says he was seen throwing from 60 feet. <laughs> He's going to try and throw a bullpen on Sunday. And then he throws a bullpen. They're like, he felt good in the bullpen. He's going to throw another bullpen on Wednesday. And then he's going to throw a simulated game the following Saturday. And then he's slated to return two weeks from now. And then he has a setback in his bullpen. And then next thing you know, he's out for a month and a half, two months. And it's like, Mm -hmm. he was only gone for two weeks. The guy, you can't just put the guy on the freaking mound and he can't just pitch. Like, oh, no, 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 no. You got to throw off flat ground first. And then, no, first you got to play catch. And then you're throwing off flat ground. And then you're throwing from 60 feet. And you're throwing from 90 feet. And like then, the Padres, then you get the setback. I don't have the, I don't have the specific instance from the Padres, but like they were doing this with multiple pitchers and they were starting Jake Arietta as they were free falling and throwing yeah. bullpens with you. legitimate pitchers. It was with you, Darvish. Bro. You, Darvish. You put him on yeah. the mound. You have Jake Arrieta starting. Even if he's 50%, he, he's better than Jake Arrieta. I mean... And you, you're fighting for your playoff fucking lives, right. you mentioned, too. It's Jake like... Ar- oh, no. Texans touchdown. Texans touchdown. Yeah, Anthony it's, Miller. It's, it's over for the Panthers, man. It's not happening tonight. They're not covering... Yeah, the- no, no, Mike Davis anymore. Who's RB2 in Carolina? Chuba. Oh, Chuba. Yeah, he thinks he has like a rushing record, right? Didn't he? Whose rushing record did he poach? Oh, Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon set the record against Nebraska like 217 yards or some shit. In three quarters. And then Chuba the next week. Yes, in three quarters. He didn't play the fourth quarter. I don't think he played like the last 17 minutes of the game. And then fucking Chuba like a week later. I know. Oh, Miss (laughs) PAT. Why did kickers suck? Hey, Ty, that actually <laughs> that might that might uh, get us a push. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll dress we'll kickers later. I got some um, Yeah, I don't have much more for baseball. No, me neither. Um, I don't know. I could go off on something stupid. Uh, yeah, I'm done with it. I'm not going to go on down that road. No, you I'm don't. Go down the road. I'm in the mood. We we get. I was going to attack the Brewers, but... And I don't know I, how much relevance... Fine, I'm just going to say, I don't know how much relevance this has or anything like that, but, like, dude, it seems like it's been... And I, I don't know, it could be seems way wrong, but it seems like baseball has been way less competitive this final month or whatever, from, like, the shit teams uh, to the good teams. And I don't know, like, in years past, some of these shit teams, they get the, the September call-ups, right? And now he's shrunk the rosters down because the games took too long with all these pitching changes and getting the young guys in and getting getting innings, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And maybe, like, actually going balls to the wall, like, trying to show the team something and being competitive about it. But since the game took too long, 
in some people's eyes and it got like bullshit and there's like 30 pitching changes in a game we uh we we want to shrink the rosters now these te- these p- players on shit teams like what are they playing for um there's not that much competitive edge to them like the angels bro can we not just see some of the angels bringing up some of their young guys see what they have i don't know it's a probably a dumb fucking thing i'm i'm saying but it's been vomit to watch some of these shit teams play baseball and just be like uncompetitive as balls. Done. I'm done. No, I I completely agree. Um, here's here's an example, Ty, that I would say. I don't know what the deal is with the call ups this year. I know that minor league baseball went longer this year, which was a benefit to player development and whatnot. But here's one thing I would say: the Baltimore Orioles. Okay. They're bad. Um, mm-hmm. Probably the worst team in baseball, or one of the bottom three at least. Okay, so they have they have Adley Rushman, who this year hit 284 with 22 tanks and 71 RBIs in the catcher spot in the minor leagues. And wh- why is this guy not up in the majors? Um, he's 23 years old. He's not young he's a stud he's like their number one prospect why can't this guy be up in the major leagues i don't i just no, don't it, it's the roster size they don't let them they don't do the expanded rosters now i think Dude, they do like two parts take take one of your dog shit players and send them down i mean what yeah i just don't i, I don't get like i don't get it um why teams do this like he needs more development in the minors next year by the time he gets called up he's gonna be like 25 years old and he's a catcher yep yeah i don't know well you might need to build a catcher but like dude the catching the catcher position if you're in two a catcher position in minor league baseball fine fuck it call him up there's like zero catcher production not to mention, dude, he not, was he's old. He was a he was a yeah. college stud. This guy does not need three years of minor league baseball. Get him up in the freaking majors and let him hit and let him figure it out. Like this this guy's hitting tanks. He hit a bomb two nights ago in the minors. He's bring him up. Like what are we waiting for? And it all stems back to all the arbitration and all the bullshit that the casual fan doesn't understand and that's why baseball is hard for regular sports fans to consume because they don't understand all the stuff like with call-ups and contracts and how it's so confusing yeah and i i hardly understand that either so but no i i don't i hardly i i mean i understand it more than probably the casual sports fan or casual baseball fan but right i, I know my number one overall pick in the entire draft in 2019 that's 23 years old and is raking AAA is someone that I probably want to get up in the majors. I mean, he's got a 9-10 OPS. And your team is the worst team in baseball. What are you waiting for? Give him a look. (laughs) What are you waiting for? Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Well, okay. We can get into college football now. College football last week. Recap. Um... Big thing for Dartme, of course. We start off with Dartme Dog. The Dartme Dog was BYU plus three and a half. BYU wins 27-17 at home against Arizona State. Um, they win 
and the money, money line, I guess, and they, they cover the spread, of course. Um, things from this game, I mean, I just got to I just gotta tip my hat to Tyler Algier. Chase down strip. Arizona State seems to have a pick six to take the lead. Tyler Algier comes from behind, comes over the top. Tomahawk chop, strips the ball. BYU got back on it. First and ten for them again in their own territory. But, like, hey, you saved the game with that play. It's on. We posted a little clip, too, on Twitter and uh, TikTok as well of um, Tyler Algier doing what he did. Anything else from this game, boys? Did you watch uh, notes? I just I just love Tyler Algier. Had to give him some love. Darby Messiah. <laughs> and also, uh, I have to clear something to Akronation. Um, I fact-checked myself, too. Last podcast, I said uh, BYU is part of the Mountain West. That is fact. That is false information. They are an independent um, college, um, so they're an independent conference. Um, but they are 3-0 against the Pac-12. Every dog. Uh, and that's also 2-1 in the season. Other things, I mean, we can get into our personal cards. I have my personal card written down from the weekend. I, I smashed on Saturday, but we'll get into what happened on Sunday um, after this college football recap. Ronald, you want to go through your college football? You seem to have a pretty good weekend, you said. Uh, yeah, my card went uh, all right on uh, Saturday. Uh, started off with Michigan State plus six. I guess Miami, that seemed kind of lockish for everybody in Dartme. Uh, then I went BYU, Dartme Dog. Uh, Colorado, Minnesota, under 48 and a half. Minnesota won 30 to nothing. Yeah, that was... That's, Colorado's got some problems, man. I hit on that one. Um, then I hit on the, uh, I guess the biggest game of the week. In Happy Valley, I saw that one being a, a close, low-scoring game, so I chose the under, mm-hmm. under 52.5. That one hit. And, and then uh, I went with Fresno State because we thought about that being a Darby dog. Yes. Being an option, so I hit on Fresno State as well as BYU, and uh, Fresno State covered the 11.5 points there. And they won outright, too. Yeah. I Yeah, that game, too, uh, I was watching that. Uh, Jake Hayner, uh, a touchdown pass against BYU with 18 seconds left on the clock. He's like sort of – he was injured or very hurt. He made it look – he was like very hurt. He's like holding his hip slash limping around back there. Uh, dart to the pylon, nearest pylon. Um, and they won the game to 37. So that was fun to watch as well. You know, flipping back and forth, kind of between BYU and Fresno State. But yes, also round two, you mentioned Penn State. Um, the under there, I like that under. I didn't fire on the under, but I was on Penn State um, minus um, six. There, they won twenty-eight twenty. That was a Happy Valley whiteout. Um, the decibel meter even came out in Happy Valley. The sideline reporter was like, "I got the decibel meter out. Hundred two decibels down here." So, I mean, the fans are getting loud, I guess. Um, but yeah, anyone else want to get into their personal card? I kind of just hit on some of my overlapping things there that I had with the Rhino. I know, Luke, you were 4 0, correct? Yeah, I had a nice day on Saturday and then ruined it with a bad Sunday. But um, I hit on 
three of the dogs we discussed, Michigan State, Fresno State, and BYU. Uh, wish I would have taken – did they all win outright? Yes, they did. Yeah, I wish I would have sprinkled on pretty I much all of those. <laughs> um, but I didn't really have the balls to do it. Uh, and then I uh, bet on Iowa again, and they've just been scorching for me. So I had a nice 4 0 day. Yeah. I think I only covered by one, but a cover is a cover. They're ranked fifth now in the country, I believe. So uh, I don't know how real they are, but they've been up against the spread monster so far, and I just keep betting on them. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's a pretty good, pretty good day for college, and obviously. I think all the dogs that we kind of considered for the Derby dog hit. So that was kind of good to see that we could have literally picked. I want a Michigan state. Settled on BYU. Michigan state like dominated. It wasn't even that close. Um, BYU, BYU dominated. I don't know. They were all pretty solid picks. Good week for the dogs. I know. Cause like when I, when the, Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead, Mad Max. The thing about the Dart Me Dog is we may settle, we have to settle on one dog. But in reality, we're a pack of dogs. And if one falls, you know our other four. You know, five makes a pack, right? Everyone knows that. So our other four are there to pick it up. So we may go over one on the week, but you know, the other four out of five that we got going, they're all winning at that point. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it could be, could be. But I, I was just gonna go back to the fact that in live line one on Michigan State, and then I see Michigan State absolutely demolishing Miami, and he goes, "I love Michigan State." I'm like, "Oh Jesus, here we go. BYU better fucking cover tonight, dude. BYU better fucking." <laughs> I was very nervous going to that because then also I was on. I had a, I think I had a West Coast heavy card. I did have West Coast heavy card. I'm just going to round down my card, too, now. Um, I don't know. I was on Kansas State plus two. Kansas State didn't have their didn't have their starting quarterback. Um, backup quarterback got the job done. They were at home. Home dog against Nevada. Bill Snyder Stadium. Manhattan, Kansas. Uh, they take care of business. They win 38-17. Uh, Bruce Albert. Weber. <laughs> Sean Bruce Weber. <laughs> I was on Alabama minus 15 and a half. Florida covered from the swamp. Damn near went outright. Failed two point conversion. Uh, tied the game. Got stopped by Bama. Florida wins thirty. Or Alabama wins thirty one twenty nine. At Cincinnati minus four. Uh, they got off to a slow start, um, but they ended up covering in the end. Uh, one funny moment, or what the fuck? Mo- funny now, but like, what the fuck are you doing at, at the time when I was watching? Is that the Cincinnati offensive lineman f- b- ball in the grass and uh, the turf, whatever had whatever. He tries to, like, scoop it up one-handed and run with it. And, of course, that didn't work out. Indiana recovers at, like, Cincinnati's five. Um, and uh, I don't know what happened to that, but, like, hey, it's funny funny now, but holy shit, man, just fall on the, fall on the ball, you fatty. Um, then I had Penn State minus six. Uh, we are touching that. Boise State minus three and a half. Now, this one was a heartbreaker. Um, Boise State forces a fumble. They scoop it up, play is blown dead. They scoop it up and like they have a clear path to the end zone for a touchdown. Play is blown dead. Fucking after a review, it turns out it's a fumble. 
but they can't give him a touchdown. So that was to take the lead to and probably win the game ultimately in the end. But doesn't get doesn't get over doesn't um you can't fucking go back and change your touchdown. You can only give him the ball. Uh, so Oklahoma State wins 21-20. Uh, so sorry for all the Boise Boise State backers. Fresno State plus 11 and a half. You already touched on that. Jake Hayner, onions. UAB minus 12 and a half. I have nothing on this game really. It's just UAB 140-6. Getting kind of long-winded here, but I'm going to keep on going. Purdue plus 7 and a half. Loser. Um, <laughs> ND. Uh, Notre Dame should have had PI on one call. I posted a clip on Twitter, but fuck. Uh, they didn't throw the flag. little home cooking for Notre Dame. Uh, they win 27-13, a loser. Uh, Michigan State, we already touched on us on that. Nebraska, Oklahoma, Rhino touched on, too. We had that over 62, never had a chance. And then the Dartmouth dog, all right on the money line. So, yeah, that was a big card. I had one, two, three, four, eight winners. Eight winners, four losers. So, pretty good Saturday. But... Yeah, a, a pretty good Saturday. Do you have any other big games you want to touch on? I mean, I saw Clemson escape Georgia Tech 14-8. Um, anything else? We touched on Bama, Penn State. Um, anything else from the college slate? I, I, I kind of went long-winded there on my card. Well, you had a big card, so you had to talk about it. Um, I don't have I don't have too much else. I would just <laughs> I would just say after Sunday it was like. Uh, I, I yeah, just we, maybe college. <laughs> I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm right in saying this because it's like, hey, I'm coming off of a good weekend. You're coming off of a good weekend. Dartmouth's coming off of a good college football weekend. But it just seems like maybe college football is somewhat easier to predict because I'm not saying it's easier, but like NFL teams are all NFL teams are good. So, like, any given Sunday is kind of the term that comes to mind. It's like, in college football, you get a lean and you listen to some analysts, and they might not cover, but it's it's not, like, totally lopsided as much as the NFL, where it's just a total miss because one team could just be terrible, and they're not just going to all of a sudden be good. Whereas the NFL, it just seems like, you don't know what's going to happen. It's so much. It's when I look at the lines in the NFL, it's it's like I hate them. I know. And then yeah. you look at college, and you're like, okay, well, 32, 32 points. This team's not going to lose. Now they might not cover, but it's not going to be theoretically. It's not going to be like totally lopsided in the wrong direction that you thought. Obviously, that doesn't always exist, but I just. NFL is frustrating to bet. I just college can sometimes the board stands out a little more. I don't know if that makes sense. Well, yeah, I can see that too. Well, I think we might be because a week two overreaction week hit me, hit me like a fucking truck. I absolutely trucked Sunday, and we can get into the NFL stuff too. Uh, just now transition over onto that. Like I'll go through my. I got. I went over six on Sunday. Like I got everything that like. Went right on Saturday. I got absolutely trucked. Like I, I'll go through right now. My card. All right. I had a teaser set up. Patriots plus a half. Steelers pick. Home against the Raiders. Coming off the money fucking half, and they lose outright. So they're the teaser's gone. I also locked up the Steelers um, minus six. Dude, Big Ben is washed. Like 
and it was such a good spot for the Steelers. We already we like Luke, we we talked about this. It's a great spot for the Steelers. Raiders coming off Monday night. They miraculously beat the Ravens. Like what the fuck? Now they come into fucking Pittsburgh. They cross over three time zones. It doesn't matter. They win outright. I mean, Rams minus four. Loser. This is a classic dummy spot for me. Like a classic, you're a dummy. We like, knew it. Every professional. Yeah. And the, we I, knew it. the last podcast, it's like the Rams here. The one thing I'll say is like the, the Colts scored on a punt that was snapped into the personal protector of the punt team. And I don't know if it's the personal protector got in the way. Is that what Grawl said? Grawl says the personal protector got in the way of a snap. And just like deflects off him, and the ball goes in the end zone. The Colts score, dude. That was the only time the Colts were like actually scoring touchdowns. Because of course we can touch on this too. The the lolness of Carson in the red zone and the Colts. Like I have the notes written down. Ryan, Ryan even mentioned. Oh my god. He was like these guys and Carson Wentz. So we'll get Carson Wentz. Somebody take the reins here on what this guy did in the Reds and in gold goal situation. Ryan, I'll sum it up. <laughs> well, I didn't have eyes on the game, but I saw the Colts get the ball. Um, I saw the Colts get the ball first and goal at the one, and then they give the ball to JT up the gut. And I'm I'm happy because I have JT on my fantasy team, so I think they're gonna punch in with JT three runs up the middle, all stuffed. You know, classic goal line offense from Carson Wentz. Uh, three runs up the gut, stuffed. Then fourth and goal. So, from the one, <laughs> uh, it's do or die here. And Wentz <laughs> drops back to pass, and he takes a sack on fourth and goal from the one. Which, like, you just, just never do that, dude. Turn over on downs. Then... Like, the next possession the Colts get, they get in the red zone again. And we have eyes this time. Uh, third and goal from the three. And Wentz throws a, because, uh, you know, teams got to get creative nowadays. They're <laughs> on the goal line. So, we got to get the tight end involved, the shovel pass. So, the Colts drop a shovel pass, and Wentz gets picked up a shovel pass inside, <laughs> the, inside the five-yard line. He is picked up on a shot pass. And Unbelievable. they get away because they cover the freaking spread. And then also Carson Wentz now, he has two sprained ankles. So that's not a thing. There. The thing is, Rhino, he I think he had like three shovel passes in the game. They weren't even designed. Like he was legitimately doing them on his own, like dropping back to pass in trouble. Shovel pass eight yards downfield, it, like three times. What? What are you doing? It, that's Carson Wentz, dude. The Chiefs. The Chiefs are the only team that can do shovel passes. Well, I don't. Yeah. Bottom line is, you can't always th- work with the Chiefs. You can't. How do you throw an interception on a shovel pass? How does that happen? Brett Favre couldn't even do that. You know how many fucking blind-ass shovel passes to Sam Congato and people of the old sort Brett Favre had to throw? In? Well, had to. I guess that was a play design. You don't just accidentally throw a shovel pass. Rodgers is Never like one it. of the guys that I've seen 
be decent at it, and but they're designed shovel passes. Yeah, I, I don't even. Why well, is the design? I don't know. Does the shovel pass really a a, a great? I don't know. The thing is that a staple in a playbook now. A shovel pass. Maybe it is. Maybe it's a good play. I don't know. It's no, just it's weird not. That it got, it's not a good play. Throw the damn ball. <laughs> the Chiefs do it. Do they? I don't know. Dude, the Chiefs, anyway. even if the Chiefs do it, their wideouts are like Olympic sprint speed. Yeah. <laughs> what the Chiefs do is they do that end-around thing, and then they, they they do the end-around thing. It's like, well, it works for the Chiefs because they're fast, and they run around the edge, and they get yards. And like, I saw it, it worked with Aaron Jones and the Packers on Monday night. But... um you know, I don't really see much success otherwise out of it. I mean, it will work from time to time. I get it. But, like, the Chiefs made that play. And they made that play because of the Chiefs. And they can do it. Um, and now people are, like, copying it. And sometimes, you know, what that, that little touch pass is what I'm saying. That little touch pass in the end around thing. That sometimes gets stopped for a six-yard loss. And it's like, what are we fucking doing here? We just lost six yards in this play. Anyway. Well, the story. No, moral of the story, what I came to the conclusion was that, we can talk about more lines, but I came to the conclusion that Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz, and Ben Roethlisberger are all bad football players. We already knew this. Yeah. Time to hang it up. Well, we, we knew Matt Ryan, and we knew Carson Wentz. We knew Big Ben. Yeah. I, I suppose. He can't move. He can't move. He can't That's move. on me. He threw, like, he threw like 298 yards passing. So people think like, oh, you had a good day. He was terrible. Like he was awful. They lost by nine and they were five and a half, six point favorites. Yeah. That's, yes. They, they beat, uh, they beat, um, they won outright week one against the Bills. Against the Bills. Yeah, well, not the Big Ben, not Big, big Ben. Because of Big, and, and you touched on Matt Ryan. Luke. Matt Ryan had fourth quarter pick six. Is the same person, Mike Edwards, and the Bucks cover. I mean, they were they were right there in the game. But they were right there in the game, and all of a sudden, Matt Ryan's like, ah, shit, two pick sixes in a row. Um, was that um, not on consecutive? Was that not on consecutive passes? I think that was on consecutive passes. I think so. Not good for Matt Ryan and the boys, the Falcons. <laughs> that also, hey, hold your nose pick. Hey, I was on Jaguars plus six. That's a loser. Um, hey, the good for a quarter. Then all of a sudden, Price is right, horn, down the drain. Um, I was on Saints minus three and a half. Again, what the fuck am I thinking? What am I thinking? What am I thinking? See it. Lay the points to the Saints on the road. You don't even have a fucking wide receiver. Jameis Winston is favored on the road. Why are you laying more than a field goal with him? You're a dumb idiot. And then to cap off Monday night, you know what? Let's throw in another favorite on the road. Chiefs minus three and a half. And they lose a climber to their fumbles because they're trying to like go in and do the elk the clock for a game tying field goal, I think. And then they fumble it. Game winner. 
the game winning field goal as time expires. So I wouldn't have covered the three and a half, but like he fumbles Ravens recover Ravens win the game after Lamar uh, has a fourth and one conversion. So that's my card. Anyone else want to go through their card? I got absolutely dummied. I deserve to be roasted, but back at it this Sunday, baby back at it this Sunday. Um, yeah, Rhino can go. Rhino can go. Because Rhino actually had a good card, I think. Yeah, I had a good weekend. Uh, only lost two. Only lost two college bets all weekend. So I went like I don't know, twelve and two on the weekend. So um, my Sunday was uh, started off great um, with the Bears minus two and a half against the Bengals. Um, what happened in this game was Dalton uh, got hurt, I guess, and then Hurts or not Hurts, uh, Fields came in, uh, and he uh, ran the show for the Bears. Uh, he didn't have to do much because the defense uh, picked off Joe Burrow on three consecutive passes for the Bengals, which was um, not like Joe Burrow. That we've seen so far. So Bears defense carried me to a minus two and a half point victory there. Then I drew up a uh, another teaser for this Sunday. I drew up the uh, Cats teaser. Uh, Darby, I'm gonna try hackers. I'm gonna try to do a a themed teaser for Sunday every weekend. Uh, first special, and that hit. Um, this the the Bengals and the Jaguars all plus 13, 12, and 16 points, and all three of those teams that mm-hmm. uh, team. I'm just gonna interrupt for you a second. So, also took that teaser, and he got a little more, I don't know, baldy, and he put him in the six point tease. And that ended up covering. So he got uh, three six point. I think it's plus one hundred fifty payout. So that also hit two for AK. So yeah. props to having the balls, I guess. I don't know, but hey, also like that, uh, like that round. But go ahead. Yeah. So we'll the themed teaser is two and zero on this season. Um, then I had Bills minus three and a half. The Bills just mopped the floor with the Dolphins. The Dolphins are the Dolphins offense looks like trash, and it's going to get worse. Now that two is gone. Um, then Grawl and I hit, uh, we like the Cowboys money line and we were, uh, we didn't know, we didn't like it, <laughs> but we freaking hit it. And Mike McCarthy came through. <laughs> Luckily came through. Okay. Listen, Hacker Nation, Dart, me, guys, everybody, that Cowboys Chargers game had over 800 yards of total offense. And there was it was twenty to seventeen. That was the final score. That was the final score. And Mike McCarthy too. Uh, so the Cowboys beat the Chargers. Uh, that game was kind of America's game of the week. That was uh, yeah, it was a game to watch. But so so Mike McCarthy. Let's get into this too. Like we talk about coaches selling her field goals, and I had a list written up too of like, and I also mentioned the Chiefs too. Like. They tried to do the field goal thing. So Mike McCarthy, in his infinite wisdom, like he has the Cowboys driving for a field goal or a field goal attempt. He has a timeout in his back pocket. 
he it's a 56 yard field goal he sells for because he mismanages the clock and doesn't use his timeout and he has to take a 56 yard field goal at the buzzer when he could have taken a timeout had like 20 seconds or so to get some more yardage but he gets built up by Greg Delay and Greg Delay gets a 56 yarder as time expires other things um yeah, were you done with your rehab by the way oh, no, I have and then my last game was uh Titans plus six against the Seahawks uh um, I said on the pod last week that Derrick Henry was going to go off, and he did. Uh, blow anybody out <laughs> yeah. because that's just the way they play. Yeah, they play and uh, I thought the Titans were going to bounce back with Derrick Henry, and he did in a big way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three touchdowns and a buck 80. Yeah. Yes. In overtime, and I have a note on that game too. Seahawks, Titans. Titans that's my Sunday. Yeah, great. Okay. Seahawks too. Listen, they lost the last three at home. Okay, that's a different note. I'm gonna just go up. Gonna go on this. The Seahawks had the ball in a tie game. They're at like forty yard line. They're forty yard line, maybe a little more. Maybe a little more. Instead of trying to throw a Hail Mary as time expires, the Seahawks elect to just throw a, a, a hitch route to Tyler Lockett, and Tyler Lockett runs for 30 yards, and we're just going to take this thing to fucking overtime. It's fucking overtime. They don't start with the ball. They're forced to punt that ball, so that's good for the Seahawks. Inside of the one-yard line, basically Russell Wilson was scrambling around the end zone, probably should have been a game-ending save and then Titans get game winning field goal. So you pushed out on fucking going for a Hail Mary, you dumbass. And you want to take this thing to overtime and you get you know, you get the ball inside your own 15. This is like you have nothing to lose. You have nothing to fucking lose. Throw the Hail Mary, you dumbass. We're stat padding here. We're stat padding. You you must have forgot he's a dumbass. I don't know. It was just, it's just stupid to me. Like, some of these coaches still make the dumbest decisions. We mentioned Mike McCarthy. We mentioned selling for field goals. The Vikings also settled for a field goal, um, and they missed it. I don't know if you can call it. It was a 37-yarder. I mean, probably should make that, yes. But then then again, it's like, well, you settled Maybe you try to score the ball. I don't know. That's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. And also, uh, Turbo... Turbo had the Vikings in the Survivor, so he's eliminated. That was the only elimination of the Survivor League this week. Um, so heartbreaking loss for him there. A Viking kicker misses a field goal. Shocker. So I'll say. Luke, how was your card Sunday? Much well, like mine. Well, so Ty and I are in uh, that pick five league that we talked about. We went one and four. I've kind of made it a point to bet on whatever teams that we bet in our big dial because we kind of I would say we attempt to put in the research and I like to back our picks so I was going to back all of our picks and so obviously right off the bat there lost four um, yep. I actually kind of recovered so I think I went five and six actually on my NFL card uh, I started bad obviously Rams lose Patriots was like, I should, I just wish I would have put more on that game because mm-hmm. that was just a total mismatch against a 
rookie QB that was is terrible in my eyes, and they picked him off like four or five times. Um, Bill Belichick against a rookie QB, the numbers don't lie. Um, but like I, I sprinkled or I added in the Eagles, they obviously lost. Steelers lost, Saints lost. Um, Buccaneers, I hit on them. Uh, they looked good. Seahawks lost. Um, I all uh, roped me into Patrick Mahomes' longest completion over 38 and a half yards. I actually wagered five units on that or whatever. I wagered a substantial amount of money on that bet. Uh, it hit on like two consecutive passes by Mahomes, um, mm-hmm. which was sweet because, like I said, their wide receivers are literally Olympic track athletes. So to get 38 and a half yards out of a completion is not anything crazy not to mention it seems like once a game Patrick Mahomes rolls out like avoids three defensive players chucks up a ball and hits a wide receiver that's like coming back to catch it 50 yards downfield he does it every game it's like 30 and a half <laughs> just 30 and a half just seem like yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna take I'm gonna take that line um and then uh so funny story uh, I I think I mentioned on the last pod that I had taken I had taken um, both rushing QB props from last Thursday night. Yeah. And so I was looking at my my card history, and I had Daniel Jones over twenty three and a half yards, which he had like ninety eight yards. Boom, cashed. Yeah. I thought I had Taylor Heineke over twenty two and a half yards. I just looked. I actually locked in the wrong prop bet, and I I locked in completions over twenty two and a half, not rushing yards. And he hit that, so I won that bet. <laughs> so, so um, that there you go. Um, I hit the Packers and Lions over forty nine. And then I also hit Aaron Jones over uh, 20 and a half receiving yards. And he like buried that easily. He had three receiving touchdowns in that game. Mm-hmm. Um, I had MVS over 38 and a half yards. He didn't have a single catch. So uh, I was like five and six. I also had a hundred, a uh, hundred dollar teaser that I was kind of t- telling you guys about. I had the over 31. I also had Packers minus one and a half and Buccaneers minus two and a half. So that was kind of a, a, uh, a hundy steak teaser that uh, I had a nice week last week. I'll just put it that way. I was pretty happy with my payout. Yeah. If you were driving a no, coupe, it, I'd be all up in that. Yeah, I was uh, mm-hmm. pretty happy with my week. Not perfect, but like pretty solid week. This week, not starting off so hot or not going so hot, I should say. Yes. Right, right. Um, but yeah, I don't really have too much else. I mean, if you want to break down specific games, we can break down whatever specific game. Uh, we probably should talk about the Packer game. We probably should talk about the Chiefs game. That Chiefs game was a pretty good football game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. Yeah, we can do that. We can do absolutely do that. Um, uh, do you have notes on the Chiefs game? don't really have many notes on the Chiefs game. Um, obviously, it started off with the pick six there. So me having the Chiefs in that game, um, it's like, hell yeah, here we go. Let's get this thing rolling. And then, like, the Chiefs, they start they start kind of rolling. I mean, they're scoring every time they touch the ball, but so are the Ravens. So it's like kind of a, all right, you got to stop them one time here. Um, eventually, 
the Ravens just came back and won the damn thing. I mean, it was don't really have much. I mean, Lamar dominated them. Lamar absolutely dominated them, and then the the Chiefs cough it up at the end. I don't have much other than Le- Lamar's a sicko. Lamar Jackson's a sicko. He deserves some fucking more respect on his name. Um, and the Ravens balled out and won. Even though the Chiefs had that game to, that was their game, and they just did. I mean, they coughed it up at the end. So well, that's what I, I, oh I, yeah, that, that was the one note that I was going to say though was at the end of that game when the Ravens elected to go for it. Yeah, well, absolutely you do. I think you don't well, want to punt the ball back. Mahomes only needs a field goal. Right. I mean, I guess it's probably at this point, it's probably just a no-brainer decision. But the statistics would definitely tell you that, or just like the eye test would just tell you that if they punt the ball, they're going to probably <laughs> lose Yes, they're, they're going to lose the game. Like, you give him a home as the ball back with over a minute. Good, yeah, I mean, good night, I would say. But, I mean, credit to them. Like, they had Lamar get, had the, Lamar needs one run, one yard to get. Uh, yeah, I'll take that over. He was just, like, ball. making guys legitimately miss that one run that he had that was, like, it was only 15 yards. <laughs> he made like four guys miss up the middle and just is insane. He's insanely athletic. That's the thing. He can he can really do that anytime he wants. Yeah, it looks like it. Or I mean it probably is like that. It is teams or people can't pass the ball. And then he wants to prove them wrong. Like, no, Lamar just Right. Oh, he can't pass the ball. Fine. Fuck it. He can run the ball and just he can run the ball and fucking um win games too. And plus, he also had a jump pass to a wide open Marquise Brown in that game, um for a touchdown too. But yeah, I mean, exactly. Who gives a fuck? They said Giannis can't shoot. Who gives a fuck? He just put up fucking fifty burgers in playoffs and won the goddamn ship. Like, who gives a fuck if he can't shoot the three pointer? Like, who gives a fuck if Lamar's not the greatest passer or not in the pocket? He can go and scramble, make plays, and win the goddamn game and beat the Chiefs. Sorry, that's my. He's Vic. He's Vic level on the ground, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Yes. Like he is. Yes, he is Vic. Uh, yes, Ali. Better than Vic on the ground, dude. What are you saying? Are we getting a little? No, he's, he's on the Vic ground. On... Vic had a better. Vic, to me, Vic had a better arm. Like, I think that's conclusive. Wait, no, yeah. By the way, for Vic, it was just like distance-wise, he could throw the ball actually like 200 yards. I mean, that's... <laughs> I know it's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking like, went wasn't that. that great of a passer. He could just throw the ball actually a mile. Yeah. <laughs> but like, dude, I mean, he, what I just don't know if I'm ready to say Lamar Jackson's better on the ground than Michael Vick. I'm I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look up and just see if the numbers add up to that. I like people respected Vick as a passer more. Since Vic was more well respected as a passer, I think we can all agree on. I think right. um, yeah. Lamar has more people to run around in the first, say, ten yards of from the line of scrimmage. 
so he's got more people to make miss, but he he makes a miss. Like Vic would probably run eight yards every time. Every time he broke the line of scrimmage, he had eight yards of freedom because people had to respect. If he had four guys out past first down marker, there were yeah. five six guys back there with him for sure. So yes. Lamar Lamar probably has to make more guys miss before he gets set the first down marker, but he is also, making his miss. Yeah. And also, I'll say this. Do people not respect Lamar Jackson in the passing game as much because he can't pass the ball as well? Or is it because, like, dude, his receiver is what? Number one wideout is Marquise Brown. That could yeah. be a factor. Marquise is not a bad receiver, but, like, I think Vic had some dudes, had better dudes. But, I mean, we're doing the Vic Lamar Jackson comp now. All right. I no, hey, I can, yeah, I, can, I can back I that. I can back this. I can back this. I, didn't, I guess I didn't realize that. Lamar has two thousand game or thousand yard seasons, so I can I can get behind that. Vic only had one, actually, kind of fun, interesting fact. Lamar literally like runs. Lamar like, literally literally runs the option in the NFL, and people are like, "Dude, you can't run the option in the NFL." But Lamar like literally kind of does the read option type bullshit, and like I don't know, <laughs> he's kind of a freaking running back anymore. Well, he does. Well, Tyson Williams seems to be okay. He seems to be okay. <laughs> See, I get sucked I in by the Vic, I get sucked in by the Vic Madden stuff. <laughs> like back in Dude, no. the old, the old Madden bro. was broke. The old Madden was broken though. So like, you could just pick Mike Vic and run circles around people. Where like the new Madden yeah. actually is more realistic, where you can't just take Lamar and run every time. So I guess that's a broken way of looking at it, but I just maybe remember <laughs> you're playing Madden, you take Michael Vick, you're literally just running circles around people. Mm-hmm. But they had like- it, they had his speed at I, I I didn't realize that Lamar Jackson had a twelve hundred yard rushing season. <laughs> like that's insane. <laughs> you gotta look up on YouTube though the Vic run against Minnesota. I believe it's an overtime. It's like a yeah look at that run on YouTube. It's a great run to win the game. But, yeah, um, uh, yeah that- he he balled out. He was fucking awesome. Um, the, thoughts on the on the Packer game? Uh, I know Max and I had boots on the ground. Um, like I said, I had the over. I know mm-hmm. some members of Dart Me were on the Lions. I kind of stayed away from the spread. I didn't really want to back that game from either from either angle. I don't love betting on games when I'm going to watch the team. It just makes me enjoy it less, I think. So, <laughs> unless you have like a dog, unless you're like going to game their dog. Well, yeah, but like, like really, finish line, but like doing there to cover like a leather or something. It's like, well, fuck, we won, but I'm not fucking happy because they didn't cover the whatever right. the big spread. Right. But, yeah, I mean, thoughts on this game for me would be, like, dude, in the first half, holy shit, the defense of the Packers has mega problems, dude. And then in the second half, you know, you shut them out, but, like, they Goff, like, gave him the ball three times. Like, he fumbled the snap, like, wet ball, whatever. Like, I don't know. Like, that was my thought. Like, yes, the defense kind of showed up in the second half, but did they really show up? Because they got dice in that first half. Here's, here's what I would tell you with literally being at the game. The moment it started raining, 
um, Goff fumbles literally like right when it starts raining. He fumbles. Then the defense ends up having like three turnovers. Yep. And so, oh, the defense looks good. I'm not saying that it's an excuse that it was raining, but it clearly had a factor. And then at the same time, the Packers like didn't do shit once it started raining either offensively. So it wasn't like once it started raining, the scoring just pretty much stopped. I think the Packers scored like one touchdown in the rain, but the drive, most of it had happened when it was sprinkling. They ended up punching it in. And then the scoring for the rest of the game was basically nothing. And our defense made some turnovers that I think the rain had a factor. So I just wouldn't being at the game before the rain hit, the defense has mega problems. Yeah. And did the, did this is what I'll say. Did the defense really create those turnovers? Or like Goff literally came from under center. There goes the ball. Goff literally out of his hand. It's like it's just like it's lion shit. They not they get gifted that shit. But yeah, I mean turnovers happen. Hey, it was good to see the defense create some turnovers. I would not say it has impacted my uh Thoughts. My thoughts on the Packers defense, <laughs> because DeAndre Swift was literally dicing our defense on the ground in the first half. I mean, he was ru- they were like running down our throats. Yeah, their front seven, yeah. our, our front seven is getting gashed. Like if if anyone, there's at least twenty running backs in the NFL who can run for hundred yards on Green Bay's front seven. There's no question about that. Whoever is starting at running back for the Niners on Sunday, start them in your fantasy league. The Niners have four guys who can run, maybe five guys who can run for 100 yards on us. Whoever's starting and is going to end up getting the totes, I hope it's Elijah Mitchell. He's going for over 100. Elijah yep. might be. He's going to Lance. Uh, I, I don't, yes. Uh-huh. Yes, it's bad. I, I do think, though, we do have a couple guys in, in the defensive backfield who can make a play. We can force an odd turnover. We have, we have a couple odd playmakers, maybe, maybe a playmaker and a half, that can create a turnover in the back half. But the front seven, if, they, if we do not force the other team to be down and be in throwing downs, you know, second half on, the team's going to have its way. Yeah. Well, even then, like, dude, Goff was – he didn't miss a throw in that first half, basically. <laughs> no, he didn't. I think he had one incompletion half, the old Mertz half. Yeah. The old Mertz half. Yeah. That's what it was Mertz. from Goff. But, yeah, I mean, there's some problems. Back up into San Francisco. San Francisco, they rush for a zillion on you every fucking week every time you play them. So, they, I don't know. I don't like the Packers this week. That's what I'll say. I don't like the Packers. I'm not saying I'm going to take the night, but I don't like the Packers. I also would just say, like, in regards to the Packers, my expectations for the season are going to be exactly what they've been the last eight, ten seasons. Like, I think they're just, they should win the division, should make the playoffs. They're going to lose in the playoffs. That's just how I envision this playing out. I don't see why we would be any better than we were in past years this year. 
No. True. I, I even it's this is pessimistic tie coming out, but like I just see a glaring, glaring hole the defense. So I think they're gonna be worse than last year. Like fuck, dude, you just got like Mad Max sent out that screenshot like offensive drives against the Packers this season, and that was like from week one into the first half of the Packer game. Like three punts, maybe. Was it three punts or two punts? It's like, Jesus Christ, dude. If the offense, like, two drives a half, it's like, what? We have four possessions offensively. What are we supposed to do? We're, they're walking all over us. We can't do anything with the ball because we don't have the ball. Yeah, I mean, here's – I think I told you this too, Ty, um, that I need to, like, block a little segment here. I think – I think Dartme as a whole, maybe uh, aside from a couple members, are I, I don't want to say pessimistic Packer fans. I would say more realistic Packer fans. Like we've just been frustrated with wasting Aaron Rodgers' prime, and so it might come off as pessimistic. I don't really care. It's realistic to me. Here's what I'll say though. With that being said, I was like wanted to vomit at the game on Monday because Packer fans are miserable to be around. Aaron Rodgers is literally awesome. He's carried our franchise since day one. He's amazing. He's the best. He went crazy on Monday. He had four touchdowns. I predicted him to go crazy. I loved every second of it. The first drive, he like misses a couple passes, and I'm hearing uh, cut your hair, hippie, Go back to Hawaii, miss uh, OTAs, um, or like this is what happens when you miss uh, early training camp. Um, his new girlfriend or fiance, a lot of references there. Um, that he's overpaid, that he's selfish, that he's a crybaby. Um, I, <laughs> I just don't understand. I, I think I summed it up perfectly. Ty, two years ago, we bet on the Packers in two games against the Lions. They never led in regulation. They ended up winning both games without leading in regulation against a terrible Lions team. And no one had anything bad to say about Rodgers. Then he comes out, dices, we cover a huge spread. He has four touchdown passes, and there's nothing positive to say about the guy. I I mean, dude, this is all media-created stories. I'm not saying Rodgers is perfect. I'm not saying he's perfect. I understand why he wants to get out of Green Bay because he's annoyed as fuck with the organization because the organization is dog shit and he wants to get out. So he hasn't literally publicly said really anything other than like what speculation has been from sources. He is not out here throwing the season, which I've heard a million times that he's throwing the, the season. He's not throwing the season. He had four touchdown passes. He wants to win. He wants to go win a Super Bowl. He does not want to play for the Packers anymore. That's true. That does not mean that the players are like, dude, Rodgers, go fuck yourself. I, You don't even want to play with us. No one thinks that. They're leaning on him. He's a leader. He's I, I just so annoying. I don't know. I feel like I'm on the same page no, as you guys, but it's annoying. I know. And then I, I – go ahead. And then fucking like um, – I just loaded to you in the chat while you had the, the boots on the ground there. You're like, I can't take this anymore, man. You just said – you said what the you said what the fans are saying. You're like, I will not have any negative talk, 
negative Rogers talk in my section. Like <laughs> you screamed it out loud, and you're like, I didn't hear a peep after that. So that was that was. Awesome. I I did. I stood up. I stood up. I stood up. <laughs> the guy behind me was like, was like, oh my god, wide open receiver missed him. Probably would have missed him if he had been at early training camp or whatever. And I just turned around and I was like, that's enough. I will have no <laughs> negative Aaron Rodgers talk in this section. And like I had like <laughs> five people gave me high fives, and then it just shut up from there. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept every time he completed a ca- uh, pass, I just was uh, yelling goat. <laughs> awesome. Every time I just go goat, goat. Every time. I I had tickets to this game, I don't know, a while ago. And I knew I was going to this game, you know, for a while, six, six, four to six weeks, you know, when when it was not still determined that he was when it was up at limbo that Aaron Rodgers may or may not report and you know play for the team this year and I said well whether he does or whether he doesn't if he does show up there's going to be some sort of sharpness in the atmosphere it's going to be it's going to be a limbo atmosphere unlike any other that I've experienced in my life and it really was from like from the opening kick until, you know, four minutes into the third quarter when, you know, we put the touchdown on, take the lead, and really didn't look back. But it was sharp in there, and you could tell you could tell there was a good chunk of the fan base. I don't know if they wanted to see him fail or whatever, but it was sharp there. It was weird. just did not feel right. No. After the first drive of the game, I was hearing calls for love. <laughs> no way oh man <laughs> like like dude what are we talking about <laughs> bad. That, that's terrible I, I don't know i just i don't understand mad max also got hit in the back of the beer can <laughs> did, you have, did, you have a, did you have a mark there, Max? Was it empty? <laughs> yeah. No, nah, it was very much empty. Oh, dude, that's not too bad. I I got smoked by a full one one time, and that, oh. yeah, that uh, I don't need to tell the whole story, but it was at uh, Lacrosse Oktoberfest, and there were uh, there was like a a riot in the streets, and. Uh, they were like throwing a dead squirrel across the streets and uh, it was crazy. Ooh. And next thing you know, I, I got hit with a 16 ouncer, like right in the gut, took me down to my knees. I was like dry heaving. And I had, <laughs> I had, like, I had like 25 people uh, standing around just laughing at me on the ground. And I didn't think it was that funny. Cause I had a, I had a mark that was the exact size of a 16 ounce can right on my freaking chest or on my, on my stomach. And I'm like, it was just stupid. So when you said that, I literally thought about that. I'm like, dude, that sucks. Oh no, no. It was it was like it it hit me and I knew it hit me, but I didn't even bother turning around or nothing. Oh, I heard admonishments hey, coming hey. down from those around me. I don't know. I was just standing, you know. What a plan to turn around though. 
there's just no satisfaction in that toss for the for the douchebag that tossed it. I know. I didn't get it. I mean, it's three minutes into the second half. We're down a field goal. I'm trying, you know, you're in a football game. You're trying to stand up. You're, you're trying to see what's going on. You're trying to get the best view. I mean, you're at the game. Yeah. I don't know why you're sitting down really in that situation, but apparently I shouldn't have been standing. I should have been sitting down. So, yeah, I mean, hand up. That's up. Hey, the sad part about it is you don't even know if it was a Lions fan or a Packers fan. Oh, no, no, no. I actually do. I do know it was a Packers fan. About that. <laughs> oh, my God. It was a Packers fan. It was a Packers fan that wanted me to sit down while Jared Goff was trying to take snaps in the rain. Nah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's you know, yeah. Or maybe it is. That's good stuff. Yeah. Not good stuff. Sorry. Not, not good stuff, but you know me. You know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Do you have any other lines, Ty? Huh? Do you have any other uh, games that you wanted to discuss or no? I mean, we. I can take a look at the board. I went through my shitty fucking card. We touched on the Thursday night game on our Friday night recording last week. Um, not really, man. We we kind of touched on everything there. We did actually touch on everything except no, we touched on everything. Ryan I would just say had, the only the only other thing that I would say was kind of funny was how Andy Dalton was like all of a sudden injured in the Bears Bengals game. Oh. Yes. Well, he's in. He got sniped. He, he got sniped. The invisible runner. The unknown yeah, I mean, runner. I mean, he dude, was hit by the unknown runner. He just like ran out of bounds, and then next thing you know, Fields was just in the game, and they said Andy Dalton was out with an injury, and it, it's like one of those things where it was almost—it's almost like Nagy went up and said, "Hey, are you all right?" And he's like, "Yeah." I'm fine. He's like, "No, you're not." Like, no, like, that's, that's <laughs> the wrong analysis of that situation, dude. He's actually hurt. Neggy loves Dalton. Like, he wants to play Dalton. Now, all of a sudden, Dalton's injured. Like, they're starting fields this week. Fine. Then then Neggy's not in on this, and someone paid off Then someone paid off uh, Dalton to fake an injury. Is that 100-year-old lady up in the press box? I told you, the, I told you the, um, the announcer in the game said that uh, Bears fans are going to be disappointed to see that Dalton's out of the game. I laughed a lot when you sent that to the chat because I didn't have any ears in that game or whatever at that time. It's like, uh, are they really going to be disappointed if Dalton's out of the game? I think they want fucking fields in the game. Like, right, they're calling for Dalton's head, dude, and he gets out of the game and announces Bears fans are going to be upset that Dalton's coming out of this game. What a blow. I'm like, no, it's not. Dalton hadn't taken a snap in that wretched navy and orange in his life. And week one of the preseason, they're already yelling for fields. Give me yeah. a break. <laughs> Dude, yeah, they're called. When, as soon as the Bears tweeted out QB1 Danny Dalton, the Bears fans are up in arms. <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I understand that he, I understand that he probably actually tweaked something. I just thought it was. Yeah. Funny that it was a run that he didn't get touched. He just literally ran out of bounds on his own. And then he's like hobbling and Fields is coming into the game. I'm just like, what is uh, happening? And and Bears fans are upset. <laughs> yeah, Bears. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah, they're they're thrilled. 
they're thrilled that uh, he's getting the start. That Fields getting the start this week. Uh, that being said, I guess that's kind of our NFL talk. Uh, we can get into, I guess, college football preview. I don't have much here on my end. I just know that I'm playing Notre Dame plus six. Um, and that's at Soldier Field against Wisconsin. I'm on plus six. Listen, this could be another one of those things that it's not the right side. I don't care. I just can't see myself playing six points with the Badgers right now. I, I can't see it. Um, Notre Dame, you know, they had their struggles with FSU, who lost, who's to Jacksonville State on, like, the last way of the game. And they just recently got beat by, I don't know who, I forgot already. But it wasn't a good And um, they also had a tough game with Toledo. Maybe we should have lost that one outright, too. Um, and they beat Purdue. But, like, listen, man, I can't lay six points with the, the Badgers right now at this point. Um, Notre Dame offense has been very bad. The Wisconsin defense is very good. I see a slugfest. Um, but the one thing I could see, I guess, Notre Dame working out is their beast of a tight end. Uh, Michael Mayer, his name is. This guy's an absolute beast. He's a donkey. Like, maybe that guy gets loose and he covers six points because right now I don't see it with the Badgers covering six against a 3 0 team. Anybody else, anything in their card they want to get into? Or anything they're looking at right now. I'm also on the uh, Notre Dame plus six. And I'm on that under because Badgers. I just don't see them uh, scoring many points. And I don't see them giving up many points. So Uh I think that's going to be a very close game. Uh, Like... 24, 21, maybe, or... Right, and the total's at 45, so... Yeah. 24, 21, each at 45. They'll be right there, Ryan. I see low, or... I don't see the Badgers scoring three times. Especially not with Mertz in the red zone. Yeah, which has been a busy... Dude, three touchdowns, I, I think, for the Badgers would be a, a W. Holy... It would be, like... Amazing to me in this game. I don't know. I could be wrong because I, I see like sharp money, uh, big money, like the, I don't know, experts or whatever. Sharps on the on the Badgers, right? Notre Dame's ranked higher, which I know early season rankings don't really mean much, but yeah, I can get into that too. Notre Dame is ranked higher than the Badgers, right? And they play; they've actually played three weeks. The Badgers have played like two weeks, two games. Yeah, well, that's the other thing, too, to come off a bye. Go ahead, man, Max. Yeah, the Badgers' defense has obviously been the, the strong point. Um, I think you look at and, and um, I think you can carry them throughout the season so far. Offense has been stagnant, but they've been without guys on the defense already this year. And they, they're probably going to get Fayon Hicks, the top corner, and Colin Wilder back for this week's matchup, so... Yeah, like like you touch on Ty, uh, Notre Dame gets majority of their their uh, shit through the air out of that uh, mayor tight end character. So I don't really know what a corner or a safety is going to do. I think they're going to need to get something out of linebackers, probably playing in positions that they haven't um, played in. There's the likes of Eastern Michigan and uh, where the hell, Penn State, but. Uh, I'm on the Badgers. 
I know I know you guys are not, but I'm on the Badgers minus six and a half. You're you're on the sharp side, I would think. I guess. Um, yeah, that line's moved too. Money is money <laughs> is crashing in on Badgers. Believe me, you. Yeah, exactly. And like, I guess you could say in Mad Max's defense, in Mad Max's point, if you're taking the Badgers too, is like, um, the Badgers come off a bye, so you know that's another thing in the Badgers' favor. Um, another thing in the in the Badgers' favor is like I love Notre Dame so much that. Like, you kind of hate it. Oh, I love it at six points. I don't know. Luke, do you have any thoughts on this game? Have you ever touched on? Fade Wisconsin. That's what I have. Do you like the under? How are you feeling about... I like the under. And I like it to be ugly. And Mm -hmm. fade Wisconsin. When... Dude, the Badgers don't do well against ranked opponents inside of the top 20. They, I, uh, Notre Dame, though? Notre Dame, though? Dude, it's a top 20 team that's not even in the Big Ten. Like, I, but they're just I, ranked because they're Notre Dame. They haven't done anything. Yeah, they haven't lost. They got the, yeah. they got their 2020 class of recruits. That's, that's the ranking. They didn't do shit. Yeah, and it, what, what Mad Max is saying is, what have the Badgers done? And it's on the—it's not even a home game. Like it's not. Uh, right? no, 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 nothing, nothing. No, the Badgers have done nothing, and it's not a camp role. No, it's not. Like we looked good against who? Eastern Michigan? Is that who we played? Yeah, uh, was there too. They had uh, Red yeah, Red Michigan too. What like, Mad I'm, Max is saying is. Notre Dame literally went to overtime against Florida State. They went to overtime against Florida State, and Florida State lost to Jacksonville State, and they lost again. Dude, I, 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 lost to I, totally, I totally understand. We are not Notre Dame fans. I totally get it. I'm just saying this line makes no sense. The pa- or the Badgers stink against top 20 ranked opponents. Exactly. It makes no sense. It's like, well, it makes no sense to me, so I kind of – that's where – like. You know what I'm saying? Like, then you're gonna take the other side, right? Listen, I I can't pull up the exact statistics because I suck at searching for information right now. But um, in 2018, there was a tweet that went out, and again, this is all I can find, so I don't have the stats for the last couple of years. But since 2008, in 2018, there was a tweet that went out that in their last 54 games, they had played just nine opponents in the top 20, and they were one and eight. Now, I know that that doesn't have a lot of relevance to this game because it's in 2018 and it's going back 54 games prior to that. I don't know uh, how many top 20 opponents they beat in after October 14th of 2018 and 2019 and 2020, whatever. I just, they, don't, they don't show up against highly ranked opponents. Yeah. I'm not saying Notre Dame's like this wagon of a team. I just I think it's a value to get plus six because <laughs> I think it's going to be ugly as hell. Same. And Florida State got bodied by Wake Forest last week. That's what they got bodied by. The spread was four. I didn't take that. That was three money to me. I don't know why I didn't play Wake Forest minus four. And that being said, I'm going to look at Florida State's point. This week, they're hosting Louisville. Louisville's laying two. Might be an auto auto fate of Florida State and laying two in the road with Louisville, but I don't know at this point in time. That's not a thing I'm looking at. And can so, I also just add one more thing? in the? I think I already kind of mentioned it, but like in regards to the Wisconsin game, they're not playing a Big Ten opponent. So this is not an opponent that they're actually 
very familiar with. And I think that hurts the Badgers more than it helps them because yeah, it, it's not like in seasons past, like we lost to, we lost to LSU. Um, we've lost to Alabama. We've lost to LSU again. Um, At Lambeau, right? Yeah. The one I, we don't, we don't really play a lot of non-conference ranked opponents. Yeah. So, so I, I think it's more predictable that if we're playing a Big Ten opponent that we're familiar with, that we can maybe get, like, an ugly win or something and historically run it down their throats. But, like, it's not a familiar opponent. So I just – and it's not a home game. It's in a neutral location. Yeah. Also, did get the, go ahead, man, man. Sorry. I did. I just need to. I just need to correct. We did get LSU at Lambeau. We knocked Leonard Fournette out of the game. Clyde Edwards-Helaire came in and couldn't get the job done. So, Badgers did take down LSU at Lambeau. Low-scoring yes. game. Yes, that was a, that was a big game. Was, also, was LSU ranked high? At the, I'm I'm sorry, I don't remember. It was an early season game. I think they're top they were, ten. They were ranked. Um, well, I also want to point at the elephant in the room, kind of, sort of. Um, Jack Cohn playing for Notre Dame, playing Wisconsin, his former team. Revenge. Um, yeah, revenge. The Jack Cohn revenge. Like, all for Jack Cohn. But, I don't know. Yeah, for clarification, LSU was five at Lambeau. Yeah. And that was week one, RV two. Wisconsin so, unranked. Sorry, I, I, and I, and I, um, I said that wrong. They, they won 16 to 14. That was the, uh, Raphael... 47-yard field goal to take the lead in that game. That I can't remember that. Gaglione or whatever that guy's name was. Yeah. Rafa. But, yeah. Um, I don't know. I like Notre Dame. But, uh, Ty, did you have some other leans? I didn't really look at the board too much yet. Oh, yeah. I was kind of eyeing some some lines that kind of stink to me. Um, Kentucky going to South Carolina. Length five and a half might fire on that. Um, might fire on that. Like I said, it might fire on Louisville. Um, minus two going into um, uh, Florida State. Um, trying to go down the board here. I had another one in mind. Can't pull it up now. So go ahead and go, go get what you like um, before I find out this game or anybody else. Go ahead and fire on anything you like. Iowa minus twenty three. Against Colorado State, yes, back in the, back in Iowa, I love I'm that. Gonna, I'm gonna do it until they. I know, and then also I I'll always hear like guys these Iowa's box score frauds. They're box score frauds. They're gonna like regress and not do this like turnover magic, whatever. But until they, it doesn't happen, why would I not keep taking? They've covered three weeks in a row, and they're at home. I mean, I don't know. I like the number. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep hammering them. Mm-hmm. They're playing. They're hosting Colorado State. Um, uh, UCLA. I kind of eyeing that minus four and a half at Stanford. Now UCLA just lost to Fresno State at home. And maybe a little bounce back there. Um, again, I'm not firing on any of these right now. Sort of leans I'm giving out now. I could definitely change my opinion. I'd kind of dive into uh, the college more in depth on Friday or today when you when you guys are listening to this podcast, but. And FYI, uh, Colorado State got blown out by South Dakota State, forty-two to twenty-three, and they lost to Vanderbilt, 
in week two. Yes. At home. Yep. And I think they just won week. They beat Toledo, Toledo on the yeah. road. But, I mean, they lost to Vandy. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back the Hawks. Shout out Sarah Fuller, friend of the pod. (laughs) Official female kicker of the pod. And then also Michigan State minus five against Nebraska at home. That's another one that kind of like this line stinks to me. Yeah, what's up with that? There's something fishy about that to me, right? So I'm going to keep my eye on that. So, of course, we're going to bet on it. (laughs) Dude, I don't know. I don't know, dude. I don't know. What, that's when it stinks, you bet on it. That's what we do. <laughs> uh, hold your nose, baby. And that, so that's my college. We'll definitely have a bunch of college action coming on Darby two, at Darby2 on Twitter uh, mm-hmm. with everybody's card on Saturday. So that's what we're looking at right now. Like I said, I'll finalize Friday, Friday night and get it, get it ready to post on uh, Saturday morning. Mad Max, go ahead. You got you got some lines you like? Dart me if you listen to this at your nearest convenience. Just go ahead and get in on the Kansas State plus five and a half at Oklahoma State. If if you haven't been been on Kansas State the last two weeks, you've been missing out because there's been free money all over, and I don't think it ends this week. Oklahoma State, mm, Kansas State. Ooh. Shut up, Bruce Weber. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Oklahoma State probably should have lost outright at Boise State. Um, like I said, I mentioned before too in this podcast, Kansas State doesn't have a doesn't have their starting quarterback. I don't think back, but like I said, if they keep covering, keep on riding with the Mad Max. I kind of like that. One thing that's so hard about college football too is when you try and look up who they've played, the opponents never match up. There's never like like opponents in in a lot of matchups. So if you have two teams play each other in week three or four that have blown out no-name teams. You just don't know where the line's going to go. Or, like, it's just so hard to predict. Like, you're trying to say, like, oh, Oklahoma State, they beat Missouri State week one, 23 to 16. I, I know nothing about Missouri State. Like, things, they just play these obscure and weird schools that you just don't know <laughs> who teams are. And that's kind of where my... This is could get into a, the preseason rankings plays too much of a factor. Yeah, for sure. It's it's ridiculous. Like why is why is Auburn at two and one ahead of Kansas State right now, who's three and zero? Like Auburn, they just lost to Penn State. They beat they beat um, Akron and Alabama State. <laughs> like what what are we talking about here? Or why Texas A M? Yes, the three and zero, but like. And they're ranked, uh, they're ranked seventh. But who have they played? They, they played New Mexico, bodied them thirty-four rip. They beat Kent State forty-one ten. They they beat Colorado at Colorado ten to seven. And Minnesota just beat them, just shut them out thirty rip. So it's like I, I don't know about that. Clemson's at nine. They have a loss at Georgia, of course. Like yes, Georgia's very good. They beat South Carolina State, and they just barely escaped Georgia Tech. Like, why are they ranked ninth? Because of preseason ranking type shit. Um, I mean, Notre Dame, they haven't looked great. But they've won three games, I guess you can say. Like, BYU has two, has three solid wins. No, is it two or three solid wins? It's three solid wins against 
Pac-12 Power 5 opponents, and they're ranked 15th. Okay, I mean, I think they should be higher than some of these teams. Uh, I mean, I keep on going through the list here. Like, there's no reason Cincinnati should not be ranked higher than Texas A&M in my mind. Or why, why is Iowa State higher than BYU right now? Maybe this is old rankings I'm looking at, but, like, dude, crazy to me. Crazy. Well, it just goes to show you that rankings and power rankings just mean nothing. Well, it's the preseason shit and takes too much. It's like you're writing the preseason rankings. It's like, dude, there's no way Clemson has looked like a top 10 team right now. They just haven't. Yeah, well, you get you get always kind of hyped up on the on the rankings. I do, and they play a factor, and they do play a factor into the final decision. Like, we don't need to preseason rank these teams, and then that, that plays a factor into the playoff, dude. Like, right now, and this is this is kind of stupid to, to project the season out, but it's like, let's say if Ohio State wins the Big Ten, like they should, and they have one loss, and Cincinnati finishes undefeated, they're left out. They're going to be left out. A one-loss Big Ten opponent, depending on what happens in the SEC, too, like Alabama, Georgia, they get there without anything happening. Like, then you have Oklahoma, too, and Oregon right now is a Pac-12. An undefeated Cincinnati will not go in over a one-loss Ohio State, like a, a, Pac-12, or a, big, a Pac-12 undefeated champion in Oregon. Or a one-loss Ohio State, and then Oklahoma there, too. I mean, obviously these teams can trip up, but, like, Cincinnati has, like, no shot in my mind right now. Um, unless teams trip up in the top five or t- in the top power conferences. Yeah, but I think, strength is, Smith. I think, I think strength of schedule factors into that, Ty. I, I get that, but right now the strength of schedule for, like, Cincinnati just went on the road and be a, a power five school. Right. I know they beat Murray State and they beat Miami, Ohio. Uh, they have a big test, I guess, coming up um, at Notre Dame week five. Uh, we'll see what happens there. But like, I'm just saying if like Ohio State runs a table, they'll have some their one loss will be against the number three ranked team. And then their wins would be. I get that. I totally impressive. get that. Like, they would beat Penn State. They would beat Indiana. They would beat uh, Michigan. They would beat Michigan State. They'd beat Maryland, who's kind of right there. Like, I'm just saying, at the end of the day, then they would have ranked wins over – their strength of schedule would be a lot stronger. So, I'm just saying that's kind of where that factors in, I guess. Right it now, sucks to, it sucks to be a, a non-Power 5 school is basically what it kind of boils down to. But right, right now, there's no reason that Cincinnati should not be ranked over Texas A&M at this point in time. Texas A&M has one Power 5 victory. And I mean, and like, not the open. Three points. They beat Colorado by three points, and Minnesota just kicked the shit out of Colorado. But isn't this kind of like the downfall to the playoff system? Right? Yeah. It is. It is. Absolutely. It is. In, the, in, college, in college basketball, you have all these teams that get into a tournament and you have a chance to knock off whoever. Where in football, you don't, because you don't play in a Power Five conference and your strength of schedule isn't as good, you don't get the chance to show how good you are. Right. Exactly. Not to mention a lot of these, not all of them, but a lot of these schools 
the non-conference. So uh, just for instance, Alabama, their, their schedule so far, Miami, Mercer, obviously they, they beat Florida. That was a fine. I'm saying like non, non-conference. Fools just schedule absolute cookies. Why is Alabama playing Mercer? Like, I know, but it. I know. You know what I mean. It's just kind of like no one wants to watch that. I know. I know. But you're right. The strength schedule, and then th- there's something to that. It's just it sucks. It, right now, at this point in time, is kind of my beef. Like, then you see like, oh, Texas A&M at seven, they lost a game, but and then you say, well, let's say they say at seven, they lose a game, they don't fall as much, or. They beat Colorado. You don't fall. They beat Colorado by three points. They don't really fall much in the rankings. Or Oklahoma, they they played a close game against Tulsa, and they played a close game against Nebraska, and they kicked the shit out of Western Carolina. They, they have combined against like actual legit teams, Tulane and Nebraska. It's combined point differential of ten points. That's all. Yeah, I don't know. It's annoying. Um, like we should move into the NFL lines. Like hey. They should be ranked higher than that. That's my opinion. Michigan State went on the road and beat a Power Five team. They beat Northwestern, and then they beat, um, and then they beat Youngstown State. Okay, another whatever. But like three and zero, those victories looked much better than Texas A&M's victories. Why would they not be ranked higher? Because of the preseason shit. You can get in NFL lines. This is a dumb conversation. <laughs> I know you worked up. Why did I get it? Yeah, I mean, I think we should just probably get into the NFL lines. I don't know. I have some tasty lines this week. You're seeing the board. And I'm seeing the board. I feel like I'm seeing the board, but you know what they say. Like, I know. Think you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Especially oh, we know. Oh, we. I mean, I don't, know. I don't. I don't get the lines. I mean, the Raiders at home, four points against the Dolphins. The Dolphins are starting Jacoby Brissett. Yep. The Raiders are two and zero. They look good. I'm back in the Raiders all day. I I don't get the line. The Titans minus five and a half against the Colts. Who? Oh, that's wretched. Oh, that is wretched. How does anyone bet on the Colts? I mean, I'm betting the Titans all damn day, and I'm collecting that cash because I don't see this playing out any other way. Which is why you should probably bet the Colts if you're listening. (laughs) This is what I was doing last week. It's just like. I'm I'm doing it again, but like I can't. No, but dude, I quarterback Titans minus five and a half against the Colts is different than the Rams minus three against the Colts. It's just different. Yeah, minus four. But yeah, I yeah. Or minus four, yeah. I mean, but dude, who's the Colts who's the Colts quarterback? I don't know. Easton. Is it for sure, Ty? Is it for sure? Yeah, it is for sure. Easton Stick? No, Jacob Easton, I think. Is his name Jacob? 
It's East. Hey, Jacob. There are third string quarterbacks on IR. Yes. Yes. Listen, I already, I already locked the Titans. The one thing you can say, like, from that right angle is the Titans look good for two quarters. They have yeah. Derrick Henry. They gave him the ball like 38 times last game. And the Titans defense is bad. Titans defense, gross. Like, Jonathan Taylor you know, theoretically should run through this defense, but I mean, this is the sharp set, sharp angle to it. It's like Titans look good for two quarters. They're now going on the road, laying more than a more than a field goal. Uh, that's what they're saying. But like, like you said, Jacob Eason, this is a backup quarterback now, so I don't know what the fuck to think. And maybe even in my eyes, like Jacob Eason could be an upgrade from Carson Wentz. Who knows? But no, I already laid mm. the with the Titans. That's okay, a high. Ty, that's a, that's a contrarian point, but it might not be wrong. Yeah. Um, here another thing: seeing the board, seeing the board, seeing the board. Niners minus Niners minus three and a half. Mm, yes. Mm, I mean, man, Gusta. Oh. Yes. I yes. love I love that pick. Yes. Niners minus three and a half. My God. At home. Yes. I love that pick. The Niners. Joe shit, back. the rag man's about to run for 140, and then there's going to be nothing we can do about it. Dude, <laughs> it's, it's, even, it's, uh, it's even right now. Actually, I might wait. Yeah, I'm going to wait. It's going to go down. You think? I Packers, think are plus, Packers are plus three and a half. I think minus, it down one, minus 120. Yeah, I, can, I think it's going to go down because, like, you know, like Aaron Rodgers, you know, three and a half point dog. Give me that. Give me Packers, two NFC powerhouses collide. And prime time. Give me the freaking Niners, dude. Yes. Yes, I agree. I also have already lost. Right now, the the line on the Cardinals is seven and a half, I believe. I fired on the Cardinals minus seven. Again, this is such a public side. This is such a The Jaguars are terrible. Yes. Let's make lots of money. And then I've also thrown out so far my card, a teaser, the birds teaser. Um, Rhino has a <laughs> also has a Raven. Hey, hold on, how many teams time? How many teams? It's two. <laughs> so Ray, so Ravens for sure. Yeah, Ravens minus seven and a half, and then man, minus one and a half. Sorry, and Cardinals minus one. Both on the yeah. Road. I'm just so kidding. then you hey hey I, uh, what am I doing? So, so what's your third? Is it the Seahawks or is it the oh. Eagles? No, it's only a six pointer. So I got two teams at six points for minus one ten. Add add a third. Get another bird in there. I'm not doing the Eagles. Eagles at ten would be my other one. Uh, all right. Well, what? Any other lines stand out? I'm kind of I'm kind of well, searching around. Um. It, does the I feel like the Bears plus seven? I I just right. You're 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 laying a touchdown now with the Browns. Like are we at this point? Dude, and the now, Browns last week looked like ass, and they didn't cover. And and Baker might be hurt. It's not his throwing shoulder, but he does have a shoulder injury. I don't know. Tread lightly, tread lightly, hackers. 
like last week, Ty, we really messed up on not taking, not fading the Browns. <laughs> there was like 13 and a half, dude, against the Texans. I don't care who they're playing. 13 and a half. The Browns are a 13 and a half point favorite in a football game. Yeah. The Texans with Tyrod are not bad. Yes, I except think that's- they didn't even cover, and they had this. They had uh, their backup in the game. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I know. Yeah, they jumped out. Dude. They jumped out ahead, but then the Browns took care of business. And by the time we're listening, by the time you guys listen to this, we'll find out the Texans covered tonight too. I recovered Thursday. Um, another another line. what the hell's the score? Another line that I kind of like. It's kind of gross. But I like the Vikings plus one and a half for Seattle. I kind of like that too because, um, listen, we I mentioned it last podcast. I think I believe Zimmer's thirty and fifteen ATS off of a loss. They just lost again. I know they covered. Now they're at home. They're playing for their season. The Seahawks definitely didn't put away the They definitely didn't put away the Titans. And now it's one and a half on our book. I saw some twos some other places too. So. You know, that's another one that I was kind of interested in. Um, another one, too, that I might actually take is Chargers plus six and a half at the Chiefs. The Chiefs haven't covered big spreads in a long time. Um, their defense showed that they can not really stop much. So, like, the Chargers can do a shootout, but, like, I don't know. Hey, Rhino. <laughs> Rhino, Chargers plus six and a half at Kansas City. Break this game down for me. What you say? Chargers plus six and a half at the Chiefs. Break this game down for me. <laughs> oh God, the Chargers are gonna charge. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna have the ball. They're gonna what? They're, they're probably gonna have a lead late. The they're gonna have the ball. The Chiefs are gonna go up by nine or something. <laughs> the Chargers are gonna have the ball. Two minutes left. They're gonna come down, <laughs> and they're gonna try to make it a one-score game. They're gonna settle for a fifty-yarder, <laughs> miss it. That'll be the game. That's gonna how this is gonna turn out. <laughs> yes, I love it. Ryan, that's fantastic. These NFL teams are who they are. I mean, the every team has an identity. The Chargers are gonna charge. They're gonna beat in two scores all game, and settle for field goals. The Falcons are gonna Falcon by going down by three scores early. It's gonna be twenty-one to six because they settled for two field goals. Then they're gonna get garbage points. That's the Falcons. Listen, I gotta bring up one point too, because Ryan said it last week in the chat watching football. Um the Chargers Cowboys game and the Chargers he's like round to go. Does it get any more Chargers than third and goal from the twenty two yard line? Does it get any more Chargers than that? <laughs> And they got it. No shit, <laughs> Three points right now. Maybe, maybe they, not. The Chargers had a touchdown pass on, like, first and goal from 
three-yard line. And then it got called back. Some that game was, yeah, that game was a penalty fest. <laughs> it was like a legal shift on that play. And then all of a sudden, it's third and goal from the 22. We got to kick a field goal. So, yeah, that's Chargers going to charge. But listen, I know I sound, might sound like an idiot taking the Chargers here, but the Chiefs haven't covered much, man. See, Ty, I actually had it. I, I kind of agree with you. I actually saw it maybe a little bit different than Rhino. My thought was the Chargers have a lead late. The Chiefs come back with like Mahomes goes down the field and they score a touchdown to go up like three or four. And then Herbert gets the ball back with like a minute and a half left. Maybe down three, let's just say. Down three minute and a half left, Herbert gets the ball, and then no, they not. don't score. They don't score, and then the Chiefs win by three or something. Yeah. Like, blow a lead, blow a lead to Mahomes late, and then get the ball back with a chance to take the lead or tie, and then don't score. Yeah. It's still part of the six and a half, though. What's that time? They would still cover that six and a half, though. But I'm no, I don't know if I'm going to fire on the six and a half. But they still cover that six and a half. It was by a field goal. But then you can no, say, like, I'm she's just saying, I'm saying, no, I'm tired. I'm saying I agree oh. with you that I think they'll, they're going to cover. I just don't, I don't think they're going to, you know what I mean? Like, they're going yeah, to have a chance to, they're going to have a chance to tire because the Chiefs, they just don't blow teams out. Bad teams, it seems like. Right. You kind, of shown, alluded, you kind of alluded to that. But. Yeah, I know. And then also, but then when I say I want the Chargers, the Chiefs are coming off a loss now. They could be pissed off and just, like, say, fuck it. Let's roll, boys. I don't know. I don't know. I'm yeah, I mean, the total is 55, 55 in that game. So, I mean, they're kind of expecting it to be a shootout. There's a lot of high totals this week. Uh, the highest total of the week being the Bucks and the Rams. I expect that to be an absolute shootout as well. I think that's it's 55 and a half. It's the highest total on the board. Uh, I think it's going to shoot out. Yeah, and I, I'm not picking this game. I just kind of want to watch this to enjoy this, man. Like, I could see either team taking this, and that's what the spread points out, too. It was, it's Rams plus one and a half. I think the Rams opened as his favorites, but now the line is plus one and a half for the Rams. <laughs> Also, uh, we don't. I feel like we don't talk a lot of totals, but I love the Seahawks Vikings over at fifty-five. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Absolutely. That was. Uh, I highlighted two over unders, but that was one. And yes, it's tied at fifty-five and a half with Tampa and LA is the highest total of the week, and I also like it over fifty-five and a half Seattle at home against Minnesota. Yeah, like uh, I, game in Seattle? I don't even know. It's in Minnesota. Shoot, no, British on turf. Ryan's got his teaser. He's got his teaser, his theme teaser. Uh, one thing that could go uh, with that total that you're talking about with Seahawks Rams is that both those teams like to run the ball. So one thing to just be aware of there. Uh, my theme teaser for this week, Hackers, will be. I call it the California Love Teaser. Go to the team. Go to the team. Okay. Leading off. 
Leading off this 10-point teaser, we have the Chargers plus 16 and a half playing the Chiefs. We talked about this. Chargers are going to charge. They're going to keep it close. The second game, second California team in this teaser. Rams plus 11 and a against the Buccaneers. And to close out the Sunday night game, we have the 49ers plus six and a half against the Packers. Team through zero, but California love. California, you do it <laughs> team through zero for the California love season. I that's, love it, dude. That's the week three Rhino themed teaser. The theme teaser is 2 0 this year. Hacker Nation. Pardon me. It's 3 0 this year, so uh, he looks to make it 3 0 with a California love. Those how to party. <laughs> Anybody no else? No question that? about it. I mean, we've, we've gone through quite a bit. I mean, we, we we talked about some lines here. We like anything. Any final thoughts? I mean, we know a guy, my friends, we bet on the board. Um, and we have our, we of course, have our Dart Me uh, Super Contest going on, too. I can touch on those results uh, from week two as well. I have to mention that. Guy, my friend, Mr. Bet the Board, uh, he's up. Three games after two weeks. He has eight total. Um, AK and Luke, live line Luke, tied at five. So they're tied at second with five. And then after that, it's uh, four four each for Rhino uh, and myself. And I believe Mad Max is on that four as well, or close to that. But I went 0-5 last week on these, man. So I mean, we're, we're, looking at, we're looking at the guy, my friend. Ty, you had the same amount of wins as Max, and Max slept in. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was ditch-ridden hackism, so I'm sorry. No, I'm not, I'm not like, listen, I, I'm not, like, making fun. I just think it's funny, like, Max says, oh, shit, I forgot to make my picks. And then I look at the leaderboard, <laughs> and Max, Rhino, and Tyler all have four points. <laughs> Bro, hey, good fuck. week last week, though, Ty, right? Uh, Pretty good yeah, week last not, week. Yeah. Good week, fucking week one. I was not seeing the board. Like I said, I fucking hey. Vegas or suckers like me. Vegas looks suckers like me. I fell into the sucker ass trap. I was an idiot. I sounded like an idiot last pod. And uh, yeah, I got it. I got my doors hey. blocked. Okay, Ty, can I just, Ty, I have a question. I, it. I, 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 think you, I, think, I think you addressed this, Ty. Um,. Did I have to make my picks before tonight's game? No, you don't. Are you sure? For the for the super contest? No. Okay. I just Oh, I went to view all picks. Okay. I just want to make sure. Because it was like locked for me, but now I see them. Because I I I don't know about you, Ty. I'm guessing you're kind of going a little bit different than what we do for our for our big yeah. money. Yeah, that's yes, that's out of like sort of sportsmanship for for, for between you and I, I guess. Um, Let's make lots of money. We obviously uh, collaborate, so I just. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, for sure, for sure. Um, anything else, fellas? I don't really have anything else. I mean, I wish I could give you some more. Um, in terms of picks and stuff like that, but 
right now I'm sort of diving into say, it. I will just say uh, the Carolina game has gone final. Mm-hmm. Panthers cover. Um, That's huge for us. Luke. Live and Luke coming back with a prop copter special for Sunday because I know that my McCaffrey bet would have hit tonight had he not left the game with an injury. So I'm kind of pissed about that. I don't feel bad about it. Like the pick, per se, it's fluky. But, uh, yeah, I kind of had a lean on that earlier today, convinced Ty to take it. That's huge for our big money dial. We're 1-0 on the week. Feels good. It does feel good. It feels good to get that 1-0 on Thursday night. It does. And that's my survivor, too, this week. Hey. Hey, I can remember myself. You pick Carolina as a survivor? Absolutely. That's a good survivor. Oh, yeah. I think I was second on my – yeah, I was second on my list of survivors, Carolina. And the over is nowhere near hitting this game. No. Ugly football game. Davis Mills could not beat his way out of a wet paper bag, a saturated paper bag. Yes. That's Holy true. shit, dude. Dude, Darnold threw for 304 yards and no touchdowns. Hey, Darnold, MVP front. He ran for two. What, he ran for two? What the hell? Who yeah. does that? Sam uh, Sam Hey, actually, to be honest, in some fantasy football leagues, owners are rejoicing because in some leagues, it's two, he gets six points for a rushing touchdown and only four for a passing. So, actually, they yeah. benefited from this. Yeah, if you're starting Sam Darnold in fantasy, I don't know. But maybe you are. Maybe you are. He's a top, he's a top at, to this point, through three weeks now, he's a top five fantasy quarterback. Yeah, Max, you know why that is? Because he's played three games and everyone else has played two? Yes. <laughs> ah, fine print. I guess he's probably number one then, eh? Well, <laughs> I was just saying. <laughs> ah, I mean, technicality is dart me. But, hey, also fantasy. Dan, Dan Jones, after one week, was a was a. Number one fantasy quarterback. After two weeks, Dan Jones was the number one fantasy quarterback. Hey, can we disrespect Dan? Hey, don't. That's my guy. Dan's awesome. Dan Jones. There will be no negative Dan Jones talk in this podcast. I have come up. There might be some Dan Jones negative talk coming up in this podcast. <laughs> Dan Jones is terrible. Dan Jones can freaking is better than Saquon Barkley on the ro- on the ground. Yeah, that's right. He has more rushing yards than Saquon Barkley this year. Dan Jones can scoot, dude. Just don't have any holding penalties. He also he can absolutely scoot. He can absolutely scoot. He might be the best. All right, closing thoughts, anyone? Closing thoughts. I got a couple. I got a couple. They're not, they're not really like conclusion type of thoughts, but I have an awful pick for Sunday. I have a hold your nose pick of the week nominee, an HYN, if you will. And that is 
Bengals. Yes, the Bengal Tigers of Cincinnati. The Cincinnati Bengal Tigers money line plus 140 at Pittsburgh. They beat Pittsburgh in the last matchup they had head-to-head. Also in Pittsburgh, that was, I don't know if you if you guys remember that. That was horrible. I was on the wrong side of that. I'm going to be on the right side of it this time. Bengals, money line, plus 140 at Pittsburgh. Hold your nose, pick of the week. HYM. I can follow my lead. Mad Max, I definitely know what you're saying with the Bengals. Wrong side. I was on the Steelers. Survivor. What was that, week 12? Steelers. Oh, work. And that ruined my strike. Absolutely wrong side of that. It could be a hold your nose. I don't know if it qualifies. I'm retiring the hold your nose this week. I got absolutely dumb. I can't say anything about my hold your nose stuff. So retiring this week, me bring it back the next week. Um, myself. Anybody, anybody else closing thoughts? I feel like a hold your nose pick has to involve the Atlanta Falcons. If it's not a Falcons related pick, it's you're not really holding your nose. Okay. Well, Ty's holding nose pick last week was gross. It was gross. It looked good for a quarter. Looked good for a quarter. But we played four quarters in the National Football League. Um, but yeah, I I would agree with Mad Max. The Falcons plus three kind of looks like a hold your nose, but they're playing the Giants. <laughs> oh, gross, <laughs> dude. That is the hold your nose game of the week. I mean, by far. <laughs> they should put that baby in the 325 <laughs> slot. Oh. That is the hold-your-nose game of the week. It doesn't have to be your hold-your-nose pick, but that is the game that you want to literally hold your I nose. I like the Giants to cover. Who am I concerned? Yeah, but you're going to hold your nose. <laughs> it's, it's gross. Dan yes. Jones. Yes, no question about it. Uh, Ryan or Ty, any... Any closing thoughts? Uh, no, stay tuned. Uh, hop on in the uh, California Love teaser with me. Hop in the teaser car. Bumping this all day. But my closing thought, I guess, would be, hey, Brewer. Match number three, tough series against the Cardinals. You can't. They can do that. But that's my close. Talk to you, Lila, and they close us out here. Ty, I'm not going to lie. I'm pretty sure your closing thought totally glitched out on the audio. You should probably, I agree. You should probably provide it one more time because I don't think anyone got your closing thought. Right, right. Yeah, it's the internet here be- I'll uh, do my uh, closing thought again. Closing thought is Brewers, close this damn thing out. The magic number is three for the division, I believe. Back, check me again. But I believe it's three. Please get it done this weekend. Let's do it. Let's fucking close up this division that I can get boots on the ground at AmFam Field and get the job done. Live, toss it to you now for your closing thoughts. Let's wrap this baby up. All right, Braves magic number nine. The Phillies came back one twelve to six tonight. The Pirates stink. They had a six nothing lead. Vomit. Um, my closing thoughts would just be: Hey, check out the Twitter. Ty is pumping out some great content and killing it. Check it out. Also, check out the recently uh, created TikTok. Ty is pumping out some great 
video content on there related to our picks. Um, check both of them out. That's what I have. Yes. Right now, yes. Give them the TikTok game. Start me too on Twitter. Thank you, uh, Hacker Nation, for following along with us. That's all I got. We'll come back again next uh, next week. Sounds good. We call Hacker Nation. Absolutely. Alright, peace out, actors. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Max.